for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. In midlife, we have a lot of history behind us, don't we? What do you do with your past? Do you manage your past or let it manage you? Probably like me, some of both. So let's talk about how when we think our past tells us who we are, we can change the story and meet our best self. When we look at our past, it helps us to understand we all have two great fears. The first is that I'm not good enough. And the second is that my life isn't good enough, that it's not what it's supposed to be. And our past combines those fears and gives us evidence that they're true. When we look back, we see all the things that happened that show that we failed or that our life went in the wrong direction. But our past is mostly a story. You probably know this already. We take a few facts of things that happened and we make it mean something. And then we keep layering meaning onto that story as we relive it in our heads over time. And maybe even we keep retelling it to people who buy in and reinforce our story. And we're always digging up more evidence to prove our story is true. But it only exists in our mind. It's not as real as we think it is. It's actually pretty optional. There's three ways that these stories from our past get in our way today. There's some more ways too, but we'll start with these. First of all, we use the past to define who we are today. We use the past to decide what we're capable of and what is possible for us tomorrow in the future. The second is we use the past to blame someone or something for how things are today, thinking they should be different. And the third is that we use the past to blame ourselves for how things are today, thinking we should have done it different. Freedom from the past can really boost our confidence today, so it's so important to address this. We can't erase the past, but we can rewrite it. And speaking of stories, let's take an imaginary journey. I have a story for you. Once there was a woman who had a big ranch. It was 10,000 acres. The part near her home was beautifully landscaped, and then there were acres set aside for livestock and farming and other parts that were just wild. She loved ranching, but she also often felt unhappy and dissatisfied with herself and her life pretty often. So to get away and think things through, she started exploring the back of the ranch, places she hadn't spent much time in, and she was surprised to find a big stone-walled section with a rusty iron gate. In scrolly letters, the gate said, Your Past. So she stood a few yards in front of the gate, feeling a little bewildered for a while. Then she stepped forward and pushed aside the squeaky gate and looked around. Inside the stone walls was a hodgepodge jumble of rocks, piles of mud, heaps of manure, patches of scraggly weeds, a random collection of raggedy half-dead plants in pots, and open buckets of dry little seeds. She gazed around feeling perplexed. Suddenly she started feeling a little tingly and buzzy and her vision got wavy. Then everything got sharp and clear and brighter and she could see the true nature of all of these things. The mess was all her stories from the past. 
They'd been allowed to build up and take over and make her feel like her life was a mess, like a big pile of manure, so to speak. The rocks were heavy stories she told herself about her failures and mistakes. The raggedy plants were things that happened in the past that she thought had gone totally wrong. The seeds were good things about her in her life that she ignored and not nurtured. Okay, she decided, now I see what's going on. I'm taking charge. She was a rancher after all. She knew all about hard work. She mixed the manure and soil together and dug deep beds, outlined them with pretty stones, pulled out the weeds, and gently planted the withered bushes and flowers and trees and spread the seed and then deeply watered it. It took a little time, but she kept at it and it blossomed and every plant had a purpose and story that blessed her life now. Her garden of the past became a place of beauty, peace, and power that she returned to often with gratitude and joy. When we let our stories about the past pile up unattended to, they can create quite a mess. But we can take charge, clean them up, and help them grow into stories that bless us. So here's an example of how we use the past to define who we are today. And sometimes it serves us well. For example, I've had so many people and friends and family, people that I've worked with tell me that I'm a very calming influence and that I bring peace into situations. I've also been told that I'm really good at organizing and bringing order and that I get a lot done. And I can find examples in my life that are evidence of that. When I've shown up as a calm influence or brought order and I made a situation better than I found it. So in some cases, taking other people's opinions about who we are and what we're good at serve us well. But when those things are in our way, we need to step in and change it up. When I was a child and even more as a teenager, people would out and out say to me, oh, you're shy, aren't you? Or they'd even ask me, are you shy? What are you supposed to say to someone who says that to you? Well, I started this story back then that I kept building on, turning all these things in my past into evidence that it's true that I'm shy. For example, once when I was around 11 or 12, my parents took us to a drive-in for a root beer float. It must have been A&W. I was the oldest child and there were probably six or seven of us kids in the car at the time. And my dad wanted me to place the order over the speaker and I didn't want to do it. Somehow I just couldn't do it. Well, my dad got so frustrated that he drove off and we didn't get the root beer floats. You can imagine how my little siblings felt about me. And even much later when I was in college, my husband will tell you that I hardly said anything on our first date. I was a fashion design major, so our second date, he asked me to teach him to sew a shirt. That's how he got me in my comfort zone and talking to him. So things like that I took as proof that, yep, I'm shy, everyone tells me that I am, and they think that I should be different. I think today, social anxiety has replaced the word shy. But my belief became that I must be unusually nervous around people and afraid of talking to people. Basically, something's wrong with me and people think I should be different. And that led me to sometimes wish I was that more spirited, chatty kind of girl that people seem to like better. So what's the problem with that story? Because believing I'm shy and that's just who I am was a barrier to me connecting with people and taking advantage of opportunities. That thought would come up and then I would act in a way that made it a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
But probably sometime in my 30s, I really started to question that belief about myself because I noticed that I actually do a pretty good job at some things that a supposedly shy or socially anxious person wouldn't do, such as speak in church or reach out to new people in the neighborhood or volunteer to take the lead on big projects like organizing a homeschooling conference. And then I got involved on a really tough issue that most people do not want to talk about at all, sexual exploitation and pornography, which probably isn't really something a shy person would do. In fact, I began to see evidence that I was actually pretty confident about who I am and what I can do a lot of the time. And then I began to intentionally look at my past in a new way. What else could be true about me instead of that conclusion that I'm shy? Just because I don't talk a lot doesn't mean that I'm afraid of people. I enjoy watching and listening to people and understanding them. I actually really like being around people. I think people are miraculous. I decided that the fact that I like to listen more than I talk doesn't mean I'm shy. And more importantly, it doesn't mean anything is wrong with me. So I want you to know the three steps that will help you get past your past if it's causing you to think of yourself in a limited way. So the first step is to dive into your past experiences, what you made them mean about yourself, and really see those beliefs and reframe them in a way that helps you show up as who you want to be now and create a new vision of who you are. I'll include some good questions to get that process going in the Midlife Quest journal for this week. You can get free journal pages that go with every episode by signing up at midlifeconfidencecoach.com. The second thing to be aware of is that our unique characteristics and personality can be seen in different lights. And those same things that are strengths can also sometimes be seen as weaknesses. So that same strength that people comment on about me, about my calm composure, is really the same quality that's sometimes seen as shy or quiet. So accepting that our strengths come as a whole package and accepting it all as a gift is the second step to re-envision your past story about yourself. And the third step I want to share is so important. Your divine creator knows and loves you more deeply than anyone else. And you know your past in a way that no one else possibly can. So the two of you can work together to unravel that painful or limiting story. I remember once I was a little frustrated with myself as I was preparing to speak at a conference. I was wishing I could be as lively and enthusiastic as other people are, namely my husband, who has this awesome sense of humor and he can get up and so easily share some stories and make people laugh and really inspire them. And my Heavenly Father gave me a little talking to. I came to understand, I sensed that he wanted me to see that one of the most precious titles of our Savior Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. And I felt like he wanted me to know, don't discount peace. It's immeasurably valuable, especially in this world. So I got the message that he wanted me to stop wishing I was different and just lean into the gift that I have. So those steps help me throw away that shy belief and replace it with a belief that my superpower is peace. And it's okay that I'm still learning to own and use it. And it's okay that I'm not always perfectly peaceful by any means. 
That's why I love coaching so much. It helps me continually make progress in those things that I want to. So that's an example of how we can unravel those stories and reinterpret them according to what serves us now. We get to decide who we are and who we want to be regardless of the past. If I still believe that I'm a shy person and I'm just afraid of people, that I have social anxiety and some things are just too scary and risky for me, I would have missed out on so many opportunities and experiences that I treasure now. So take a look at any thoughts you're thinking over and over about yourself, which is what beliefs are. They're just thoughts you keep thinking and decide what you want to do with that. I promise you have your gifts too. And we're all different, so we can bring something that the world needs. My husband is the complete opposite of me in this regard, and his gift of humor and energy brings value to the world too. There aren't any gifts that are better than others. They're all essential. That's why it's so wonderful that we have each other, isn't it? So right now, what do you think your superpowers are? Probably like me, there's some things you know and appreciate about yourself and some that still need your attention. Don't let your brain confuse you and tell you you don't have any. Just answer this, what comes to your mind? If you did know now, what would your superpower be? Are you fully owning your gifts? Are there stories from your past that are clouding your vision of your true self? Is your past a neglected, jumbled garden waiting for you to care for it and put it in order and become a place of insight and beauty? Now in the middle of life is the best time to take charge and get it in order so you can make the progress you want to in the next stage of your life. You remember back at the beginning I said there are three ways that our past can influence us. We use the past to define who we are today. We use the past to blame someone or something for the way things are today, or we even use it to blame ourselves for how things are today. Well, we only talked about one of those today, so in the next few episodes, we'll get to some of those other ways that the past gets to us and what we can do about it. So just to summarize the steps that we talked about today, the first one was look at your past stories and how they're influencing what you think of yourself now. The second step was see how your strengths can also show up and be seen as weaknesses in some situations and accept that and appreciate it. And the third one was let God be part of unraveling your past and appreciating your superpowers. I know you have a purpose and mission here. You've probably already been preparing and fulfilling it, maybe without even being fully aware of it yet. Any time you spend understanding your past, your present, and your future is time well spent. That's how your confidence in who you are will grow. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. Can you imagine totally making peace with your past? As a life coach, I teach people to see the possibilities open to them, to re-envision their identity and purpose. Somewhere in the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and see how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. You can get in touch with me and schedule a free discovery call by emailing me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media. I'm at midlifeconfidencecoach. I can answer all your questions about how coaching could help you. All that is in the show notes. Take care until next time.